Hey, Keith, it's that time of year again. What time of year is it, Jackson? It's that time of year when we have our annual end-of-the-year predictions, our forecasts, our prognostications. Well, we've actually never done this before, but, but, you know, but... You know, the first time around is fine. So we're going to look at what we think is going to happen in the radio and TV business. And it's time to prove once and for all, Keith, that we have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. So let's jump in. Speak for yourself. Well, Keith, we're going to jump in with our predictions for 2023, and let's start off on the TV side of things. Oh, that's fun. Here we go. First of all, what do you think is going to happen with the linear audiences for television, both cable and over-the-air or, you know, distributed traditional broadcast television? What do you think is going to happen with those audiences? Well, I I think they both go down, and I I think uh, linear goes down significantly, except for sports. You know, we're talking about sports, and I think next year... That's not going to help because it's not an Olympic year. It's not a, um, a World Cup year. So I think, I think uh, it's going to be a rugged, uh, rugged year all the way around for linear. And I think cable cord cutting continues. It's just, it's just yeah. not a pretty picture. Yeah, I saw a 10-year prediction the other day by, um, and I don't remember who it was. It was a group of media execs, and one of them said, in 10 years, we won't even have cable TV. Ooh, so, ooh. yeah, that's a little harsh. I'm not sure I'm ready to do that. But well, I, okay, so I don't know. I'm getting close. <laughs> I'm getting close. <laughs> and do a survey. Uh, I, you know, you have you have a big family. You got five kids. They all have their own households. How many of them are cable subscribers? Boy, I'm gonna guess maybe one. Yeah, and, probably probably one. Yeah, and my daughter yeah. and her husband, not. No, it's Hulu. Yeah. It's uh, Prime, and you know they, they kind of package together a couple of, uh, of of streaming services, and they're good to go. So, so let's let's talk about that because streaming is is another part of this. Uh, what do you, what's your prediction for streaming? We've got uh, Netflix, which has really had some problems lately. Uh, everybody's uh, stock price is down substantially. Suddenly, there's this dawning realization among these streamers that. Shit, we're spending far more money than we're ever going to make in this business. What the hell are we doing? What do you think is going to happen on the streaming side for, you know, particularly for retail consumers? Well, for retail consumers, it's going to be great because it's lots of choices. And and, uh, and now we have all the ad-supported services, so you can go pretty cheap if you want to put up with some ads. So that will, I think, make the audience happy. I don't think it's going to make uh, the content providers that happy i think they're going to i think the ad supported tiers are going to cannibalize the higher priced ad free tiers they're going to net out about the same probably but the ad sales activity by the disney's and the netflix with their partnership with microsoft i think is really going to take another bite out of national television business and even local and regional tv business so the more ad supported tiers there are out there the more tears they're shedding at your local TV sales departments as the uh, ad dollars dry up and move around. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting because uh, advertising typically is a percentage, I don't know, 3% of gross domestic product. So if we really get into a recession, we're going to have less advertising and more inventory than we've ever had before. So that'll be interesting. Now, Bob Iger came back as CEO of Disney. And my thought is he's, it's going to be tougher than he thought it would be. This is going to be a tough year. 
a tough couple of years while he gets Disney kind of uh, in the right direction. What's your opinion? Well, well, I think you're right. It's going to be very difficult, uh, and that's why they brought him back, because they need somebody who can handle a difficult economy, um, a competitive you know, content generation market you know, with all the, against, all the against the other studios, Netflixes in the, of the world, uh, the Apple TVs of the world. Uh, it's a very competitive market. But he's also back to kind of help settle down the, in, the, uh, the internal uh, politics, and literally the internal politics at Disney. It's, they've gotten so woke that he's going to have to just kind of temper things down, just keep people calm, and come up with great story ideas uh, and see how he can hold it all together because it's it's there's some crazy internal factions at Disney and that 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 he's got to try to you know calm down and relax and let's go about making great stories again instead of you know being so cause oriented so it's going to be but it's going to be a difficult year and if and if the recession does continue and get worse um that's going to affect their theme park business. And the theme park business is the real cash cow, as we know, of Disney. And so uh, he's already talked about the fact that the prices are way too high at the parks. It's just too expensive to go to Disneyland and Disney World. So we'll see what he does about that. They've, they've started promoting a, uh, a lower price package for Southern California residents at Disneyland, which I'm sure we'll all be grateful for. But it goes from being crazy expensive to being just expensive. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> yeah, I saw I saw an ad the other day for a hundred and nine dollar special package, hundred and nine dollars per person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's still a lot of money. Well, and and it, it's it's interesting because some people are speculating that Disney is too small, and they may need to acquire somebody. If you look at Disney's growth over the past. 15 years while Iger was CEO, a lot of it is attributable to who he acquired, mm-hmm. you know, companies like Pixar. Mm-hmm. And so then the question is, he's really good at acquiring. Is he going to acquire something? Do you think it's possible he could buy something like Netflix or Paramount Plus or another another streaming service and consolidate that? I think it, it could absolutely do that. They're still trying to absorb, what it was it, 20th Century Fox and all that content. Yeah. Uh, so... But I think he'll, yeah, he'll continue to um, to, to look at smart acquisitions. I just, uh, I just don't think it's going to be in uh, in radio or linear TV. I don't think so either. Speaking of linear TV, next gen TV uh, is something we talk about all year long, and uh, we, we talk about we don't really think there's a there there. But the search for the killer app is going to continue. That's that's my prognostication and. I don't think they're going to find it. <laughs> you know, it's like a friend of mine said the other day, Jackson, when you think of next-gen TV, I want you to remember AM stereo. <laughs> you know, AM stereo radio. So I used to have one, yeah. Do you have a different opinion? you think uh, next-gen's going to find an app that will, will be a killer app and will uh, make it worth the 10 or $15 billion that everybody talks about? No, but I think we're going to reach peak next gen pr this year this is the this is the mm. peak for next gen pr year this it'll all it'll be all next gen tv all the time this year because th- there's no other story in, in in television but that and all the all the killer apps that come with next gen tv by 2024 you won't hear a word about it it'll be over right. but this year right. we're going to get slammed with it because they don't have anything else to talk about well, and one of the other big changes in television has been uh, OTT. And as uh, Ed talked about a couple of weeks ago, and as we've talked about quite a bit, 
is that local television stations, local media, radio stations, newspapers, uh, digital agencies are all offering OTT, which is over-the-top kind of advertising, video advertising. The question that's come up is, uh, that I thought you brought up, which was really interesting, is you see this as being more fraudulent than even the digital online advertising with Google and and, uh, Facebook. Yes, it's much easier to do ad fraud in connected TV OT, all the all the you know the the Tubies, the Plutos, the the Rokus, all those guys. If you sell television programmatically, connected television programmatically, it's rife with fraud, and it's it's easier to do fraud in CTV land and run spots that no one sees than it is on you know digital advertising. So I think this is the year. It's been very easy. For guys like Ed Steeman to buy connected TV, CTV, OTT, whatever you want to call it, AVOD, um, and get impressions. It's super easy to get impressions and get targeted impressions and do all that stuff. I think 2023 is the year where all those connected TV services, all those streaming television services have to prove that they get results. This is the year they have to show they get results, not just impressions. Not just impressions, yeah, and I think that's right. We'll see. All right, one final uh, prediction on my part for uh, the next year. I don't think uh, Byron Allen's going to make it next year to be the biggest TV operator in the country. I think he's going to try, but I don't think he's going to make it. And I have some serious doubts whether the Tegna deal is going to come through. Ooh, There's a more and more resistance on that. So, oh, okay. We'll see. Okay. All right, let's turn our attention to our good friends in the radio business. Radio revenue, what do you think? Flat, down, up? Uh, non-political year, radio down, close to 10%. Close to 10%. Off of, okay. off of 2019, right? We have to go off of... 2019, I think it'll be down probably 15 or 20 percent from 2019. But from this year, I think you know, it'll be uh, it'll be seven to 10 percent down. Uh, and do you expect that to be uh, the same thing for smaller markets? Or do you think those will be more likely to be flat or off four or five percent? Uh, yeah, it, you know, it depends. And we might disagree about this about how serious a recession would affect the smaller markets. Uh, and I think that I think it's going to be the same across the board. I don't I don't know that there's an advantage to being a smaller market operator than it is to be a major market operator. Yeah, the only advantage I can see is more of your business is local, and the less of it is national. And that may you know you've got a stronger relationship with you know with the with the local businesses. But you know that having been said, we also have lamented the decline in local retail in a lot of categories. So that makes it hard. Uh, it's interesting because the other day I saw a study that Burrell did where he said that about the same percentage of clients who are going to start buying radio next year will be offset by the same percentage of clients who are going to drop radio. <laughs> yeah, so, so what's the point? It's going to be the. Yeah. It's going to be that's the same every year. You know, you could say that that's an evergreen, you know, prediction that can be said every year. The problem is that the regulatory conditions in a lot of major states are so difficult for small businesses. And you also add into the, the small business quagmire of not being able to find enough people to work so that, you know, the, yeah. their, their services decline, they can't stay open as long as they used to, or, or they can't serve as many people as they used to, they can't find help. It's a, it's, those combinations have really crushed small businesses. And, and frankly, a lot of states and governments don't want small businesses because it's easier to coerce and tax and 
push around major corporations because they want to stay, you know, with the, you know, they want to stay in good graces with the politicians. So uh, it's just not a great uh, marketplace if you're, you know, trying to sell to small businesses, trying to sell advertising to small businesses. Okay. All right. Our next prognostication we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I think Saga is going to be sold sometime in the first two quarters of the year. Assuming Jeff Warshaw's money is real, I don't know. Maybe he, you know, maybe he's he's made all this up with saying he's got money from Goldman and other investors. But if his money is real, I think Saga will sell. What say you? Well, I think that's the layup of the year. I, that's that's a that's a oh, that's a slam on. dunk. I think that's I think they're I think they're gone, uh, and I think it'll be announced uh, sooner rather than later. So yeah, I, I think that's a, that's an easy one. You know, I don't know about other. Uh, consolidation or other buys that 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 will happen, you know, you kind of wonder how committed Cox is to the radio group. You know, that's been- no, you don't. No, you don't wonder at all. They'd love to sell the Cox Radio <laughs> okay. Group. Okay, they would love to be out of that. I, they bought it, I, and somebody woke up one morning and went, "Why did we buy this? What, what are these radio stations? Who bought this? It's like somebody bought the wrong donuts for the co- conference room." Yeah, so, you know? so and- Apollo might find a buyer for for that, uh, or a, you know. Get rid of those stations, and that would be sad. I think the the major trend that we're going to see really accelerate in 2023, and that'll be led by the economy and also the fact that that you know the business is is declining in terms of ad revenue. And that is we're going to see radio market management, sales management, programming consolidation accelerate like we've never seen before. We've talked on Media Insultant all year about how. Radio personalities have three or four jobs. They're doing air shifts on three or four different stations in three or four different markets. And we're seeing where market managers are picking up additional markets. You know, where one market you did a great job in, great. We're going to fire a guy and give you another one. And I think we're going to see that more and more. And we'll document the hell out of it on Media Insult. And we're going to point it out everywhere we can and see it. But that, that's going to happen because it's just the cost of operations is just gone. Is just going to get too high for them not to. They're just going to have to have uh, regionalization and and market consolidation in terms of management and sales and programming. Yep, couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. I think that uh, that's one one prediction we both are are in agreement on. All right, and I think you know in terms of uh, our friend Jerry Del Calegano, I think he is going to continue to bash Odyssey and Cumulus. That's the other layout. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you can always count on, and and God bless Jerry because he's really uh, he's really a finance geek, or he has finance geeks that give him good information. But they do. But he's you know he's he's been predicting an Odyssey uh, bankruptcy in uh, in 2023. I, I I tend to agree with him there. I just don't see how Odyssey digs out of this. Cumulus, I think, can limp along. I think they can they can kind of. They've already been through one bankruptcy, though. I think they can do it, get through another year, perhaps. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think nothing would make Jerry happier. <laughs> well, but then who's he going to beat up on? You know, that's there's going to be they're going to be no more bad. Well, no, no, then he'll I start mean, picking on Jeff Warshaw and Connoisseur as they buy as they buy Saga, and then he'll he'll pick on whoever buys Cox Radio. And yeah, it's 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 going to be a, it's going to be a scary year. In, uh, in 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 traditional linear television and in traditional OTA radio, uh, as uh, as the streaming services pick apart each of them. All right, so let's um, let's wrap this up with one more prediction. What's your thought on digital continuing to grow at a rate that'll make up for traditional radio revenue? I think if you're doing well, your digital dimes will equal what you're losing in traditional ad dollars. 
And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing these companies reporting flat revenue, but digital's up 25, 35%. You know, it's representing 50% of our business. Yeah, well, you've got to sell a hell of a lot more digital than you ever had to sell traditional ads. And they're going to have to do more of that just to stay flat. But I don't see digital growing so much that they make up for what they're losing in traditional ad dollars. Yeah, yeah, and and even if they do, you know, they have much lower margins as we've talked. That's right, lower margins. You know, in in, in a lot of ways, it, it, some radio groups may, and I think Town Square is this way. They're just like our friends down the street at Costco here in in Washington. They Costco's only concern is growing top line revenue. Mm-hmm. They don't care about margins; they just grow top line revenue. Now, when you do one hundred and thirty billion dollars. <laughs> There's there's enough to for for a little money to go around everywhere, but uh, that's not the size of these radio stations. And I think it's going to be a real tough thing to do to shift to digital revenue in exchange for traditional revenue because of the margins. Yep. But you hit it on the head. I think we're going to have a, a real challenge in the way staffs are motivated, in the way that organizations are managed. I think 2023 could be um, another real, real challenging year for the entire radio business yeah. from that standpoint and and you know i have this other theory is you're going to see more stations that become hobby radio well or you're going to see more stations just just disappear i mean we just saw disappear. last week uh where summit let uh, their licenses expire for two am stations in honolulu you know we saw cumulus sell a, a, an fm in the, in the bronxville new york a suburb of new york city for seven and a half million to vcy they're just going to give up on signals and stations that they just can't afford to run anymore don't make any sense to have anymore make any sense yeah yeah i think i, I thought the cumulus sale was 9.3 or something like that but whatever the case yeah it's a fraction of what an fm signal in new york city should be going exactly for. I and i have another prediction jackson i and i, I know we haven't talked about print in this show yet but my prediction for the newspaper business is that by the end of 2023 it will be rare to have a newspaper printed and delivered any other day but Sunday. Mm. Now, that, with the exception of the Wall Street Journal, maybe the New York Times, Washington Post, but for lo- local papers, they're, they're, we're going to see a mo- lot more disappearing print editions from Monday through Saturday. Certainly Saturday is going to be history. You won't see a Saturday paper anywhere by the end of next year, and I think you're going to see a lot less Monday through Friday print editions existing at all. It'll be all digital, and they'll do a Sunday print edition with all the uh, inserts and flyers and yeah, uh, all the FSIs, all the FSIs and the big print ads. But that, I think we're gonna you're gonna we're gonna see a lot. Of, we're gonna see a big decline in print distribution of newspapers this year, more than ever. Okay, all right, that's it for our prediction. You'll notice, Keith, we we only offer predictions for the next year. Now, if we were really smart about this, what we'd do is we'd offer them for a decade out. And then no one would remember what we said. That's right. <laughs> but next year they will. So we're going to have to live with this. And it'll be interesting to kind of come back and see next year what we uh, predicted and what what actually happened. So that's enough. And uh, we can make whatever bets you want on the outcomes. It's going to be an interesting year. What we do predict for next year is that it will be, as you have said, a very challenging year for media. But uh, we're here to uh, make comments on it, to support it when we can, and to point out those you got to be kidding me moments when we can, too. So, Keith, till next year, my friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too, Jackson. All the best, buddy. We'll see you in 2023.